An international collaborative study has shown that the injection of a specific form of stem cells into the brains of patients with progressive multiple sclerosis, or MS, is safe and effective in preventing further brain damage. Is this the future for MS? Welcome to NeuroFrontiers on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Turk, and I'm speaking with Dr. Stefano Placino, who's a professor of regenerative neuroimmunology and honorary consultant in neurology in the Department of Clinical Neurosciences at Cambridge University. Dr. Placino, thanks for joining me today. Charles, thanks for hosting me. Well, let's start with some background, Dr. Placino. What did we already know about stem cells in relation to MS before you conducted your study? We knew quite a bit because actually I did my PhD on the very same topic using the very same technology means, but in animal models of MS-like disease. So the phase one study, which was published in December, is the end of the beginning. Actually, it's the end of 20, 25 years of extensive pedantic systematic work in uh, preclinical animal disease models of MS. So we knew enough to be ready to jump onto a first-in-man proof-of-concept phase one clinical study in humans. And would you give us an overview of what happens in the brain during progressive MS? We don't know in full what happens. We know that after a couple of decades, usually in general, of acute active inflammation, which we characterize what we call relapsing remitting MS, very much of that inflammation progressively goes down and it is replaced by alternative mechanisms of tissue damage, which are characterized by diffuse activation of microglia and macrophages and astrocytes in the brain and continuous progressive loss of neurons, which is the major hallmark of progressive MS. So in terms of interventions, we need to be smart and creative when identifying new interventions which are able to penetrate the brain and which are able to interfere with major mechanisms of disease progression, which characterize progressive MS. Now, turning to your team's first inhuman study, would you explain what you hope to uncover, Dr. Placino, and who were the participants? Yeah, the phase one study was successful in showing that developing advanced cell therapies based on uh, tissue-specific stem cells for people with active and non-active progressive MS is doable. It was a success in terms of showing that the procedure is safe, and it was a success in showing that the procedure is also very well tolerated by individuals with MS without evidence of adverse events or reactivation of disease or increase in the speed of progression. I don't think we can claim... Uh, that uh, the procedure is also effective because in the absence of a control group and with a specific, very biased uh, characterization and uh, recruitment of people for a phase one study, I think it would be very, very ambitious to claim that some data out of a phase one study anticipates means of efficacy. So we need a different type of clinical trial to address rigorously whether an advanced cell therapy made of brain-specific stem cells is indeed leading to amelioration of disease features. For those just tuning in, you're listening to NeuroFrontiers on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Charles Turk, and I'm speaking with Dr. Stefano Placino about his recent study on stem cell therapy for patients with multiple sclerosis. So let's dive a little further into your study, Dr. Placino. What happens to the brain's metabolism after treatment, and why is this significant in understanding the progression of MS? The metabolic side of the study is extremely exciting and extremely interesting. We don't have yet a final answer of what happens to brain metabolism and whether the understanding of metabolic responses of the brain are at all predictive of functional responses. But what happened in the phase one trial is that despite the very advanced stage of the disease of those participants to the trial, despite a very long disease duration and despite a pretty long conversion from relapsing emitting MS to progressive MS, we 
were able in a very elegant and completely unbiased way to measure and profile metabolic responses in major biological fluids that are usually conventionally analyzed for biomarker research. The unique nature of the phase one study that we conducted allowed us sampling longitudinally CSF and serum for as much as between five to seven times in 12 months of follow-up only from those participants to the study. So we ended up the study with five independent cerebrospinal fluid samples from individual from the participants and seven independent serum samples. These samples were appropriately processed for untargeted multi-omic screening of proteins, metabolites, and lipids, which is the way we decided to approach the study of the metabolism of the brain. And what we found incredibly interesting is that while the output of the serum analysis were very, very messy without us being able to distinguish between individuals belonging to different treatment groups. What we found in the CSF only was a time-sustained and dose-dependent response of the CSF. And that response was characterized by increasing levels of carnitines and byproducts of fatty acid metabolism which is something to discover, but which implies a reactive or a reaction of the brain of the participants to the study to the single perturbation that we applied 12 months before, which was the transplantation of allogeneic brain-specific stem cells. So now we have the curiosity, but also the responsibility of putting together a follow-up study to investigate whether that specific response is maintained over time and whether it might be associated to effective responses to the treatment, which we can only do in a phase two clinical trial. And are there any other key findings from your study that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, the other key finding was uh, the most important one is a lack of adverse events following not only the injection of the cells, but also the surgery leading to the cellular delivery. It was a pretty much stability of MRI findings, and it was a stability of uh, accepted biomarkers of neural degeneration over a limited time period within which we followed up our patients, which is 12 months post-transplantation. Again, this is all very promising. It is very rigorously analyzed, and we are already working very actively towards putting together phase two clinical trials, which will have the ambition to start addressing the preliminary efficacy means of this advanced cell therapy. Now, you've started to touch on this already, but I thought I'd see what you envision next in this avenue of research and what are the expectations in the scientific community that stem cell therapy might become a useful treatment before a patient gets to the progressive stage of MS? Well, the expectation is very high, not only from the scientific community, but also from the patient's community. And I think it is very high because of the long-standing promise that stem cell therapeutics in general, that we are here discussing of a non-hematopoietic stem cell therapy. So it is a tissue-specific stem cell therapy. Because of the promise that stem cell therapies have been holding for quite a while already, we are still in the field missing convincing efficacy data out of clinical trials because there have been a number of unfortunate efficacy trials which have failed. So the expectation is very high and the interest is possibly even higher due to the intricate or complex biology of the stem cells. Stem cells, by definition, are cells which are able to jump between different phases of the cell cycle. They're able to proliferate, but they are also able to undergo quiescence. They are able to become multipotent, which implies in specific conditions to differentiate and to replace what is damaged or what is lost. MS is a very complex disease, which is characterized by very, very complex pathobiologies, including substantial malin damage and demalination with partial inability to remalinate. There is also neuronal damage, regardless of the intact 
status of myelin. So we need for MS very smart new advanced therapies able to modulate different mode of actions at the same time. And I think what we've been studying as stem cells is extremely exciting because over the last 20 years, which was your initial question, we have been able to demonstrate that they are indeed stem cells, so they are able to differentiate and replace and integrate after transplantation, but they also have possessed remarkable abilities to reduce microgliosis, astrogliosis. They are able to inhibit antigen-specific T-cell responses. They are able to provide direct neuroprotection to nerve cells in the brain. So they are, by definition, natural occurring DMTs, disease-modifying therapies, endowed with multiple abilities of action, which now we need to test in clinical trials. Well, this has been such an exciting advance in the development of multiple sclerosis treatment. And I want to thank my guest, Dr. Stefano Placino, for sharing his insights from his team's research. Dr. Placino, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. My pleasure. Thanks very much, Charles. For ReachMD, I'm Dr. Charles Turk. To access this and other episodes in our series, visit Neurofrontiers on ReachMD.com, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.